0: between trees but it was just a regular swing and then we had hatchet throwing Giovanni was injured in that incident but everything went fun so i trust that you're ready to worship this morning that's the whole reason we're here Uh, as a christian family we love to come together and talk fellowship worship together and uh, part of that is to sing sing with melody in our hearts to the lord so if you'd stand as we begin the service we'll um, start with a couple of songs, scripture songs and hymns and worship God together. Let's pray. Father, we do praise you for every opportunity we have together as a church to fellowship. It's amazing that you have taken a group of people and made a family out of them. We come from about anywhere you can imagine around, and yet uh, we have nothing in common except for you. <laughs> and And you have made us... To love each other, to desire to be together, to need each other, to pray for each other, all the things, the one another's that are in the scripture that we can do for each other and be a part of each other's lives, and we thank you for that. Thank you for the opportunity yesterday to be together in a just kind of a fun party setting and, and get to know each other better and spend time together. I thank you for... These songs that we're going to sing this morning and your word as we open it up. that uh, These are things you've given us to tell us how much you love us. These are gifts you've given to people to be able to write songs and to teach your word spiritual gifts that lift all of us up and uh, help us to worship and be more like you. So we pray that you'll use everything that's done today to exalt Jesus Christ and make us a little bit more like you. We ask it in his name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to start with a great hymn, a Glory to His Name.
1: At the cross where my Savior died Down where for cleansing from sin I cried There to my heart was the blood applied Glory to His name Glory to His name Glory to His name name. There to my heart was the blood applied Glory to His name Name. I am so wondrously saved from sin Jesus, Jesus so sweetly in abides within There at the, the cross where he took to me in Glory to his name Glory to his name Glory to his name There to my heart was the blood of life Glory to his name O oh, precious mountain that saves from sin I am so glad I have entered in There Jesus raised me and keeps me clean Glory to his name Glory to his name Glory to his name Then to my heart was the blood applied, glory to his name. Come to this fountain so rich and sweet, cast thy poor soul at the Savior's feet. Plunge in today and be made complete, glory to his name, glory to his name. Glory to His name. There to my heart was the blood of Christ Glory to His name.
0: It's all about Jesus. doesn't have anything to do with us. Nothing we can do will ever buy us salvation or pay for one sin in our lives. It has to do with Him. So glory to His name. Another great hymn that uh that same theme. I I love this uh this picture. I was sinking deep in sin. And if you've ever I, I I don't know if any of y'all have ever almost drowned. I almost drowned when I was a kid. I was trying to learn how to swim and I got a little deep and somebody was able to help me out. <laughs> but it's a scary feeling to be going under and, and you have no no hope, no no help for yourself. And spiritually speaking, each one of us was at that point in our lives. We were dead in sin and trespasses. We had no hope, no way of saving ourselves. But the hand of God reached down and pulled us up. Love lifted me.
1: I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. Very deeply stained within Sinking to rise no more But the master of the sea Heard my despairing cry From the waters lifted me Not save am I Love lifted, me. Love lifted me Love lifted me When nothing else could help Love lifted me Love lifted me Love lifted me When nothing else could help Love lifted me All my heart to Him I give Ever to Him I cling In His blessed presence live Ever His praises sing Love so mighty and so true Merits my soul's best songs Faithful loving service due to to Him him. belongs Love lifted me, Me. love lifted me Me. When nothing else could help Love lifted me, love lifted me Love lifted me, Me. 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 when nothing else could help Love lifted me In danger look above Jesus completely saves He will lift you by his love Out of the angry ways He's the master of the sea The lusts will obey He your savior wants to be Be saved today Love lifted me Love lifted me When nothing else could help me, love lifted me, love lifted me, when nothing else could help, love lifted
0: me. Amen, you may be seated. It's a very famous hymn. Um, that was written by a man who we would say lost everything. His family died in a tragic boat accident. And uh, they said he went back to that very site on another boat where it went down and and wrote this hymn. That The thought that no matter what happens in our lives, he's going to be teaching on fear. Uh, There's nothing that can come into your life that isn't there by the hand of God, and that he can't handle. (laughs) So we can rest. He asks us to rest, to have peace in the midst of everything in his hand and to trust in him. And we can sing uh, with the author of this hymn, It Is Well With My Soul.
1: Like a river, attendeth my way. When sorrows, like sea billows, roll, whatever my lot, Thou hast taught me to say, it is well. It is well, it is with my soul, with my soul. It, it, is well. it is well, it is well with, with my soul. soul. Though, Though Satan should profit, the trial, trial should, should come, let this blessed assurance control. Has regarded my helpless state and has shed his own blood for my soul. It is well, it is well, with my soul, it is well, it is well, with my soul. sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, O oh my soul, it is why. O Lord, haste the day When my faith shall be sight The clouds be rolled back As a scroll The trump shall resound And the Lord shall descend Even so Well it is well with my soul
0: This is a pretty old genre hymn. Understand it better by and by. It's a great thought. For us as Christians, too, there's some great doctrine, and even in some of these uh, older, what you would call fun kind of songs, or, uh, I, um the thought that one day we'll get to heaven and we'll understand why everything went through our lives. You'll see God's hand. He can show you, I did this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this is why. And we'll see the thread of his sovereignty in our lives all the way through and his watch care for us and his love and how great our lives are because of it. So even though we don't understand everything now, I've heard it described. um, Anybody ever seen the back of a Mm needlepoint? Ain't pretty, is it? (laughs) Knots everywhere and strings running everywhere, but you turn it around. (laughs) And there it is. Mm-hmm. And that's our lives sometimes. We're looking from the bottom, and we see all those knots and the strings going everywhere, and God's on the top seeing the perfect picture and working that out. We'll understand it better by and by.
1: <laughs> Trials start on every hand, hand and we, we cannot, cannot understand. understand.
2: All the, All the ways, ways that,
1: that God, God would lead us, us to that, that blessed promised land, but God He guides us with His God, eye, and we'll follow till we, we die. We For we'll understand, understand it better by and by, and by and by, oh by and by, by and by, oh, when the morning comes, oh, when the saints, when the oh, saints of God, God are gathered in. home, we will tell the story. How we've overcome We will understand it better by and by Oft our cherished plans have failed Disappointments have prevailed And we've wandered in the darkness Heavy-hearted and alone But we're trusting in the Lord And according to His word We will understand it better by and by
0: Oh, by and by,
1: by and by, and by. when the morning, morning comes
0: oh, When the
1: saints, the saints of God are home, at we, home we, we will tell the story how we've overcome We will understand, understand it better, better by and by, by. Temptations, Temptations hidden snares, snares often take us, us unawares <laughs> And our hearts, our hearts are made, made to glee For some thoughtless word or deed And we wonder why the test we When we try to do our best we But we'll understand, understand it better by, and by. And, by. Oh, why and by By and by When the and morning comes so When the saints, when the saints so of God are gathered home We, we will tell, tell the story How we've overcome We We will understand understand it better By and by Oh, by and by By and by by. When the morning morning comes When the saints saints of God are gathered home We will tell the story How we've overcome We We will understand understand it better better by By and by We will understand it better by and by. We will understand it better by and by.
0: One more before Steve's um, sermon. I would like to teach you a scripture song. This is um, one that God gave to me a while back. just want to share real quick, nine year, eight, eight, almost nine years ago, we had two guys here playing guitar, Steve and Tim, and Tim felt like his mother was getting older and he needed to move back to his home state to take care of her, and he left, and I was watching Steve Phelps play all by himself, and he had to travel some and things, so I was like, wow, you know. Kind of praying, God, could I play guitar? You think you could teach me how? So, <laughs> it's eight years later. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. I was 58 <laughs> when I started playing guitar. So, if you count up, I'm I'm 67 now. Yeah, you can figure that out. So, um, besides all of that, God started giving me songs. I, I sing a lot of them here, and we've learned some of the scripture songs I've sang but i always say i don't write the songs god writes them i just write them down because it's telling the team up i can't even remember the process of writing them or anything it's like you know it's just god gives them and we write them down so but scripture songs are so great because it helps us to memorize scripture and music sticks with us better i mean you know you can probably remember commercial jingles from tv from when you were 12 and so music seems to stick with our minds what I would like to do, I'm going to sing the uh, verses on this and have you join me and, and teach you the course. The course is very easy. i got um, Marsha and Sandra up here singing with you. So we're going to sing, as you see in, the, in your bulletin, we emphasize one word. This is cool because there's four words in there. God is for us. That's an amazing truth. God is for us, no matter what. God is for us. So the first time we sing it, you emphasize the word God, second time for us, and then God is for us. So let me sing the chorus one time, it's very, very easy, and then we'll sing it twice together so you will be used to it, and then we'll start the song. How's that? Everybody's shaking your head, nod. Good. Okay, we're ready, here we go. (laughs) If God is for us, who can be against us if God is for us? Who can be against us, if God is for us? Who can be against us, if God is for us? Who can be against us? Can't be any horror, right? That's
1: <laughs> same poor, same phrase over here. Are we ready?
0: Okay, here we go. Let's try it together. If God,
1: if God is for us, for us who can, can be, be against, against us? us? If, God if God is for us, us Who can be against us if God is for us? Who can be against us if God is for us? Who can be against us if God is for us? Who can be against us if God is for us? Who can be against us if God is for us? Who can be against us? If God is for us, who can be against us? Okay, so we're gonna we'll start with the chorus. I'll sing
0: a verse. We'll do the chorus. I'll do a verse, and then we do the chorus twice at the end. Last time we do it a cappella, and I want you to clap, <laughs> clap <laughs> and sing. I know it's tough. I have confidence in this crowd that we can do that. Okay, so we ready? Here we go. Ready?
1: If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us, who can be against
0: us? He who did not spare his son but delivered him up for us
3: all,
0: how shall he not also? With him freely give us all things. Here we go.
1: If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us, who can be against us?
0: Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who has justified. It is Christ who died and rose again. Now seated at the right hand of God. Here we go. If If God is for us,
1: Who can be against us? If God is for us, Who can be against us if God is for us? Who can be against us if God is for us? Who can be against us if God is for us? Who can be against us if God is for us? Who can be against us if God is for us? Who can be against us? If God is for us, who can be against us?
0: Want there's it should be a Bible in front of you in the pew, or if you just want to simply listen to the Word of God. Being ch- Philippians chapter four, we're going to read verses four through thirteen. Philippians chapter four, verses four to thirteen. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say, rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, Whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence, if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, and now at last you have revived your concerns for me. Indeed, you have concerned before, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak from want, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstance I am in. I know how to get along with humble means, and I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Father, we do praise you for all of these verses, for Paul, amazing that he could say, look at my life, see the things that I do, watch the way I live, listen to what I teach you, and if you do these things, you will have peace, peace with God. Tell us not to be anxious, not to worry about all kind of things, but to just simply pray about it, and rest in you but it's so hard to do the world around us i i feel like peter when he asked jesus if he, if he could walk on the water and he stepped out of the boat and he was doing okay till he started looking at the waves all around him and i do pretty good a lot until sometimes i look at my bank account or my circumstances or the whatever it is that comes on tv on the news and suddenly i'm a little bit leery and worried about things instead of realizing the God of the universe sits on his throne. He's there. He's been there since eternity past. He will be there till eternity forever. He is in charge of this universe. You are in charge of each of our lives, and we just need to have that peace, that trust in you, that you have it. You are in control. We can trust in you fully. Use your word this morning to teach us that in Christ's name. Amen.
2: Good morning. Welcome to Hope Bible Church this last day of winter. How does that sound? I won't make any more comments on it than that, being here in Florida. But uh, I like what um, Steve Altman said about family. Uh, you know, we're Hope Bible Church, and as a church, we are a family. And he said he's making us into a family. And I think we understand that the fact that we are a smaller church, it's it's obvious that we are a family, okay? And I like that. You have big churches, mega churches, you know. It's hard to get that family feel, but but I like what God has done with us and for each one of us here. I want to tell you where we're going just quickly here in the next few weeks with our messages. Today, of course, is on fear. And then next Sunday, we're talking about speaking for the Lord. Then the Sunday after that will be Palm Sunday. We're talking about suffering, the suffering and glory of Jesus. Then the next Sunday, Easter Sunday, talk about Christ and the resurrection, how it applies to our lives and this Sunday after that, I want to talk about, this is the 16th, I think, of, of, of April, about Christ in you and what that means. is a focus on Christ and your life. And then I'm planning to, and I've been thinking about this for, I remember when Steve Phelps was here, we talked about this, we're talking over a year ago, that, hey, he, he mentioned the idea, let's do First Thessalonians. He says, okay, that sounds good. Well, it's a year later, we're still not doing it. I, I oftentimes, as you can tell, like to go through single subjects, or it might take a week or two or whatever, and so I, I feel like I'm winding up on my single subjects, and I want to go back into a book, but I wanted to just ask you this one thing. If there's something you feel I should share that's more of a solo subject, takes a Sunday, maybe two, let me know, okay, and I'm not saying we will do it, but I really like ideas. Because once we get into 1 Thessalonians, I don't like to deviate from that. That's what we'll be doing for the next, I don't know, months or whatever. I don't think years anymore. I used to, I remember Luke, it took five years to go through the Gospel of Luke. I'm not going to go that slow. But anyway, so that's just one thought. If you have any ideas particularly, what hey, what, this would be good for our church. This is what we need to hear. Some subjects, let me know or email me, you know, give me a call, whatever, and we will go from there. I want to talk about a very important subject, very common emotional, mental, and spiritual ailment. It's a subject of fear. It's what every one of us have. We all get afraid of something or someone or really it can be a multitude of things. And there's all kinds of fears. And I'm just going to read through a list of them. And I will say this. After we're done, you're not probably going to feel so good. Okay? Uh, I thought, why am I doing this? Because I read this. This is not encouraging. But let's go. There's the fear of failure. The fear of getting hurt. The fear of getting sick. The fear of being in an accident. The fear of snakes. The fear of spiders. The fear of not being in control. The fear of governmental control. The fear of flying. The fear of heights. The fear of being in a body of water. The fear of old age. The fear of death. The fear of dying. The fear of failure the fear of making a wrong decision, the fear of something bad happening to your children, the fear of man, the fear of loneliness, the fear of not having enough money, the fear of not having enough food, the fear of drinking the water, the fear of a criminal hurting or robbing you, the fear of what your boss might say to you, the fear of losing your job, the fear of the devil, the fear of trials, the fear of persecution, the fear of the spiritual battle. The fear of losing a spouse, the fear of losing a friend, the fear of bad news, the fear of the unknown, the fear that you aren't going to heaven, the fear that the trial you're going through will never go away, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. As you can see, there's all kinds of fears, and of course, there's many, many more besides these that I just read to you. Here's a simple definition of fear. I found this on the internet. Fear is an intensely unpleasant emotion in response to perceiving or recognizing a danger or a threat. I would agree with that, except I would say that it's more than emotional. It's spiritual, it's mental, and can be physical in nature. That is, fears affect the mind, the soul, and the body. There's a rational fear. fears. You're afraid to go swimming in a lake or body of water. I was out at Ralph Mann's yesterday. They've got a little lake behind their house there. And I wouldn't go swimming in that lake not here in Florida in the springtime, because there may be an alligator. I wouldn't want to get bit up by an alligator, okay? And so the point is this some fears are rational. That's understandable. In Florida, in lakes, rivers, there can be alligators. And so there's rational fears, there's reasonable fears, and rational fears can be good because they can alert you to some potential danger that you want to avoid, okay? Then there's irrational fears. Let's say my wife and I are thinking of, going to Ralph's and stuff and, you know, Marcia, there may be a meteor that hits the house and we all die in that meteor strike. That's totally irrational, okay? I mean, is it a billion to one? Is it a trillion to one? I don't know what it is. I mean, possibly, but probably not ever, ever going to happen. That's an irrational fear, okay? We understand that. Sometimes we have a hard time as people... The difference between what's rational and irrational in our own lives, okay? That that can happen. But the point is, is, we don't want fears of any sort to be that which really affects or controls us. And fears can have a strong and controlling influence on you. I don't know what you're like personally. Fears are the kind of thing, you all know this, you can't tell if somebody's really afraid. I mean, you, maybe a little bit you can. There might be some tells that they exhibit, but it's hard to. There's anxiety, there's worry, there's fears, you know, what's going on in their in, in inside, I I told you before, but I like the picture. You've all seen ducks swimming on a lake, you know. And but then when you get underneath and you look at the underneath view, man, there's their little little legs are going like crazy paddling, you know. That's sort of like us. We look all calm on the outside, but inside we're fluttering, we're worried, and so. And some people have a worse problem with worry than others. Okay, and you might know somebody. It seems like man, they. If they're not worrying about something, they've got to find something to worry about, you know? And that, that should should not be. And so worries then can have a strong influence on us. They can keep you from doing what you should do, and they can cause you to do what you shouldn't do. You've all heard that phrase, paralyzed by fears. So God wants us to learn how to deal with fears. He wants us to help us deal with him in a godly and a righteous way. That's very, very important. This is a super practical message today. And I've got a lot to say, and as I I kept going, I kept thinking of more verses, and I think, man, maybe this should have been a two-part series, but we're going to do it in one. And I have a lot, a lot to say. There's so much. And as you read your Bible, you'll find out it is one of the most common subjects there is, because it is one of the most common spiritual ailments that we as people have. As I said, then, subject of fear is is a big subject, and we're not talking about fearing God, okay, which is an important subject, too, and it does relate a little bit. We're talking about the fears that I meant, the kind of fears that I mentioned before. And God talks a lot about fears because he does not want us to be wrongly influenced by them at all. He does not want that. He knows then they can keep us from loving him and living for him and really experiencing the peace and and the blessings and the joy that he wants to give us. Okay, what i am going to do now? I don't usually do this. I'm going to read through, I don't know, 30 or 40 verses. I don't know how many verses I have here in fear. Okay, And there's more besides this, but there's a lot of the ones. You probably know some of these. But you're going to see real quick. This is a common subject. Deuteronomy 121, see the Lord your God has placed the land before you. Go up and take possession. Do not fear or be dismayed. Deuteronomy 5, 3, 2, the Lord said to me, do not fear him, for I have delivered him and all his people into your hand. Deuteronomy 31.6, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or tremble at them, for the Lord your God is the one who goes with, with you. Joshua 10.8, the Lord said to Joshua, do not fear them, for I have given them into your hands. Not one of them shall stand before you. 1 Kings 17.13, then Elijah, Elijah said to her, do not fear. The bowl of flour should not be exhausted. 2 Kings 6.16, so Elisha answered, do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. 1 Chronicles 28.20, David said to Solomon, Be strong and courageous and act. Do not fear or be dismayed, for the Lord my God is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you until all the work is finished. 2 Chronicles 23 Jehoshaphat was afraid and turned his attention to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Exodus 14:13. Moses said to the people, do not fear. Stand by and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. The Lord will fight for you while you keep silent. Isaiah 8, 12 to 13, you're not to say it's a conspiracy in regard to all that this people call a conspiracy. You're not to fear what they fear or be in dread of it. It's the Lord of hosts whom you should regard as holy, and he shall be your fear, he shall be your dread. 1 Samuel fifteen twenty four. Saul said to Samuel, I've sinned, I've indeed transgressed the command of the Lord. I feared the people and listened to their voice. Psalm one eighteen, verse six. The Lord is for me, I will not fear. What can man do to me? Proverbs one thirty-three. But he who listens to me shall live securely and will be at ease from the fear of evil. Proverbs three twenty five. Don't be afraid of sudden fear or of the onslaught of the wicked. Proverbs twenty-nine twenty-five. The fear of man brings a snare, but he who trusts in the Lord will be exalted. Isaiah 41.10, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 43.5, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. You are precious in my sight. You are honored, and I love you. Matthew 1.20, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Luke 1.30, the angel said to Mary, Do not be afraid, for you have found favor with God. Luke 2.1, the angel said to the shepherds, Do not be afraid, for I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people for today in the city of David. There has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Luke 5.10, Jesus said to Simon, Do not fear, from now on you will be catching men. Luke 12.4, I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, and after that can do no more. Luke 12.32, do not be afraid, little flock, the Father has chosen gladly to give you the kingdom. John nineteen thirty eight. The doors were shut for fear of the Jews. Philippians one fourteen. Most of the brethren have far more courage to speak the word of the Lord without fear. Hebrews two, fourteen and fifteen, that he might free those who through fear of death were subject to slavery all their lives. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you, so that we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid, what can mere man do to me? 1 John 4:18. there is no fear in love, for perfect love casts out all fear. 2 Timothy 1:7. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and discipline, and those are just some of them. You can see that it is a major, major, major subject, one that God wants you to learn understand get victory over your fears. Now, we're going to I'm going to share a few things here. And and I understand this this whole process of getting victory over fears isn't going to happen overnight. If you've got fears to any degree at all, it's a process. But I'm trusting that God will use some of the principles, many of the principles to help you, okay? So that's why you can follow along here and get the notes back there, but again, it is a process that you go through life. First, first thing here is, what do we learn from these verses? First of all, the fear is normal. It's normal. It's one of the most common reactions, most common emotions that a person has. Everybody gets afraid. I don't care who they are, everybody, the most godly person in the world, everybody gets afraid, okay? People are controlled by their fear. People, can, uh, people are controlled by their fears at times. And if that happens, then they have a hard time doing what God wants. And that's one of my themes today, is fears keep you from really doing the work of the Lord. Secondly, we can be afraid, but God doesn't want us to stay afraid. He doesn't want that initial fear. I say that initial fear, which I believe is not sin to become sin, okay? That initial fear that you have. Don't let it become sin. God doesn't want us to be focused on the fear, to be controlled by the fear. He wants us to learn to look to him. That's a key point. Look to him, to trust him, to get victory over the fear, to be strong and courageous in and through his Holy Spirit. Next, God commands us. We see these verses. God commands us to not be afraid. We read about all these people who are to do God's work, and God tells them, don't be afraid. Be strong and do the work. Next, God just doesn't tell us to not be afraid. He gives us many reasons why we should not be afraid. I'm going to go through a number of these reasons here. First, God's our God. He's our Heavenly Father. He loves us. He's redeemed us. We are his treasured possession. He doesn't want us to be afraid, and we should not be afraid because he does love us, and he will watch over us. He will take care of us. If we really realize that God loves us, we wouldn't be afraid. If we really realize that, that's so important to understand. Second, we're God's children. We're children of, of God. I think of how mothers care for their children. Of course, fathers do too, but there's a special affection, I believe, that mothers have for their children. And the mother will do whatever she can to protect her children from harm, her child from harm. They will do that, okay? How much more so do you think God will protect you and watch over you and try to keep you and protect you from any kind of harm? Isaiah 49 says, says Can a woman... Forget her, her nursing child and have no compassion on the son of her womb. It says, even though these may forget, but I will not forget you. I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Just a, a good picture. I've inscribed you on the palms of my hand of the great love and the care that God has for all of his children. You've all seen a mother hold her child, right? child is crying, the mother picks the child up, and the child is quiet. The quiet is comforted. The quiet feels safe and secure. The same way, only all the more so, God holds us, spiritually speaking, and really in some ways physically too, because he is with us. He holds us so that we can be ones who are comforted. We can be quiet in our spirits. We can be ones who have no fears but are safe and secure. As it says in that song, safe and secure from all alarms, you know the song, Leaning on the everlasting What have I to dread? What, I, what have I to fear? Leaning on the everlasting arms. I have blessed peace with my Lord so near. Leaning on the everlasting arms. Leaning, leaning, safe and secure from all alarms. Leaning, leaning on the everlasting arms. I want you to go to the verses that talk about this. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 33. It's interesting. You look at the hymns and you find... A lot of the hymns have this fear theme in them. I mean, there's, there's quite a number. 33, 12, and there's a couple pictures here that are given to us that are just beautiful uh, in terms of helping us see the Lord's care and the Lord's great love for us. Jeremiah 33, verse 12. Of Benjamin, he said, may the beloved of the Lord dwell in security by him who shields him all the day and he dwells between his shoulders that last phrase we all know what that means he dwells between his shoulders let me go on the same chapter 26 there's none like the god of Joshua, who rides the heavens to your help and through the skies in his majesty the eternal god is a dwelling place and underneath are the everlasting arms and he drove off the enemy from before you said destroy so israel dwells in security the fountain of Jacob, secluded in a land of grain and new wine, his wev- we- heavens also drop down dew. Just some pictures, wonderful pictures of the Lord's care. And this is one of the big themes today. Is is and we, we, I'm going to say this again, but that verse in 1 John 4:18 4, 4, says, "Perfect love casts out all fear." Also translated as "drives out all fear." The same word. Remember when Jesus cast out the money changer? Same word. Get him out of here. Cast out. All fear, so there's not a shred of fear in your heart or soul. That's what God wants to do. Next point is this: is 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 how do we get victories? Is is as you, you think about God, God's character and you think about what He's like, then you won't be afraid. You think about how God is strong and powerful; that really no one can hurt you. All of us, I think, to some degree, have the fear of man, a fear of what a person might say to us or do to us or some way they might, we might feel like they can hurt us but we fail to realize that, that God will protect us that God's power to protect us is greater than anything we must, we must see that, we must understand that that God is strong one of my, my go to psalms because I get afraid sometimes is Psalm 31, it's one of my favorites and, and, and there's a lot of thoughts there but the, the problem there, the person had related to enemies and how God then will deliver the psalmist. And you see so many examples in that psalm and many others as well as God will deliver you. He'll rescue you. He'll protect you from all kinds of, of, of problems, external problems that, 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 that you might have. Set, next, think how God is omniscient. He knows all things, He knows all things that are going to happen, and nothing ever, ever surprises Him. This verse in Isaiah 46 says, I am God, and there's no one like me. I declare the end from the beginning. It says there, it doesn't say he knows the end from the beginning, but the fact that he declares the end from the beginning, it means he knows the end from the beginning. He knows everything. And that's important. God knows what's going to happen tomorrow and the next day. The show. He's got it all figured out. He's in charge. It's, 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 it's a wonderful, wonderful truth. Then think how God is sovereign. He does just, doesn't just know all things, but he controls all things. And there are no accidents. No accidents. Nothing happens that God does not allow to happen. And if things do happen that are difficult and God has allowed that or ordained that to happen, then you don't need to be afraid. The the classic verse, you know this one, Psalm 23, 4. It says, even though I go through, and you need to understand that word through. Even though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, sometimes you feel like you're stuck. You feel like you're stuck. Man, I'm stuck in this trial. I'm stuck in this valley. I'm stuck in this problem. Even though I go through the valley of death, valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. None. For you are with me. Great, great promise. God works all things together for good. We know this verse. He works all things together for good to those who love him, to those who are called according to his purpose. God is working he is working. And, of course, then 29 tells the future that we'll be in heaven, we'll be glorified with Christ someday. That is indeed what's going to happen. Sometimes we're afraid of what might happen in, in the future. And, of course, again, you need to know that God knows the future. He has it all planned out. And so really then there is nothing to be afraid of. There's this verse, Proverbs 31. You've heard of the Proverbs woman. It's the last part of that chapter describes her. Says she is not afraid of the snow for her household. For all her household are clothed with scarlet. Says strength and this is a couple of verses later, strength and dignity are her clothing. She smiles at the future. So as we are here today, can you smile at the future? Are you one who smiles at the future, or you tend to worry about what's going to happen tomorrow or next week or next year or whatever? She smiles at the future. Now understand just that this verse is talking about snow. She's not afraid of the snow. And, and, and sometimes when there's fears, we saw this in one of the verses, and I think it's Exodus 14, 13, 13, 14, is that sometimes when there's, there's fears, you don't do nothing. You don't do anything, sorry. You don't do anything. You, you just trust the Lord. And other times, you do something. So here's this woman, hey, I know snow's coming. It's the fall. There's going to be snow. I'm going to make some clothes for my children, Pretty simple, okay? Or like here in Florida. If you're pretty sure a hurricane's coming to the city here, and, you know, we understand the cones and all that and the spaghetti models, but, you know, you think, hey, there's a storm coming. Well, maybe I should put some board up the windows. Maybe I should, you know, go stay with my relatives up in Ocala or up in Gainesville. Maybe I should do something about that, you know, whatever. So so there's times then where you do something to prepare. You don't just let it happen, and sometimes you just trust God. That will give you the wisdom when you do something. So here this woman, she had no fear. I'm going to prepare things for my children. And so that's that, that, that's how God wants us to see, understand things. So next, think how God is so loving. Major subject, major point. And as you do, as you do, then you won't be afraid. Because again, you know how much God loves you. People who are fearful are often ones then who do not. Really know God's love and aren't comprehending? I mean, comprehending spiritually, mentally, emotionally, comprehending the love of God in their own life. Okay, we we need to think about this. This is This is one of the most important points there is. God loves you; then He'll watch over you. You have no 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 need to fear. Again, think about you know that mother carrying her child, or the father carrying you. Nothing, nothing to be afraid of at all. Nothing, nothing. Again, perfect love cast out all fear. I'm not going to read. I'm just going to. Well, I'm going to mention a couple of verses here. This is uh, Romans 8, uh, 35 to 39. That that whole section, and Steve had that song there from really 8:28 to the end of that chapter, is really about the Lord going to protect you and keep you safe and secure all the way to heaven. It says it says in all these things we overwhelmingly conquer through Him who loves us, and all these fears we overwhelmingly, not just sort of uh, squeak by. We smash that fear to pieces. We overwhelmingly conquer through him who loves us. Nothing will be able to separate you from the love of God. Nothing. 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 Continue. Next point is think about how God is always with you. You can be fearful because you feel like you are alone. You feel like you're all by yourself, but as a Christian, that is not true. For the non-Christian, it is true. They they really have legitimate reasons to be afraid. We have no need to be afraid at all because the Lord is with us. He's always with us. Never alone, for God is with you, He never leaves you, and that's because, as we see in John 14, 16, and 17, the Holy Spirit is in you forever and ever and ever. We say God is with you because the Holy Spirit is in you. And that's why that verse, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be anxious, for I am your God, Isaiah 41.10. You know, have you, you guys seen the back end of, of Ralph's van, Ralph and Evelyn's van? You know what it says there on the wheel cover? I don't even know what it says. What? No? I'm not going to ask. I can't ask you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she knows the answer. Fear not. Then I think it has Isaiah 41.10. Look at it. If you go out there today, uh, fear not. It, it is important. Fear not, for I am with you. The truth that God is with you, that His Spirit is always in you, should bring great comfort and peace and joy to your soul. You know, you know the uh, Galatians five twenty two, the fruit of the Spirit love, joy, and peace. And that peace relates to not being anxious. Okay. Now, I was talking to a friend yesterday at the at the, the party there out Ralphs, and and the person shared some verses. Yeah. I, really need to share those. And, but, the, but the thought was this, is, is I'm sharing today, I'm talking about you're not to be afraid and you to do the work, and that's one of the main themes, but, but also not be afraid. God wants you to have peace and love and joy, and these verses convey that, so I'm just going to read them. Um, let it be that this is first Peter 3 4. Let it be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable quality of a gentle and quiet spirit which is precious in the sight of God. And a couple of verses later, you have become her children if you do what is right without being frightened by any fear. Or another version says, I like how it says, Don't give in to fear, don't give way to fear. So this woman, that's Abraham's wife, Sarah, was not afraid. Well, she learned to not be afraid, okay? No nobody no Christian just all of a sudden is not afraid. It's it's a process of learning. Proverbs 14.30 says, A tranquil heart is life to the body. Isaiah 26.3, The steadfast of mind you'll keep in perfect peace because he trusts in you. Psalm 4.8, In peace I will lie down and sleep for you, O Lord. You alone, O Lord, make me to dwell in in safety. Proverbs 3.24, When you lie down, you'll not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Isaiah twenty eight sixteen Lord, I've laid a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. The one who believes will be unshakable. So it's, it's not just a matter of not being afraid. It's also being one who's filled with peace and joy and tranquility and a quiet, controlled spirit. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's, that's the, the point I want to make here. Very imp- important that we see that. Next, God's spirit gives you the power of to not be afraid. You don't have the power in yourself. Something happens, you're fearful, you, you're trying to, oh, man, I, gotta, I can't be afraid, I can't be afraid. You can't do it. You really can't. The power must come from the spirit. The verse given to us is in 2 Timothy 1. God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power, love, and discipline. God's not giving you this fear. The fear is not from God, okay? It's really from self. It's the it's, it's inner, it's, it's, pers- it's a self thing. That's what it is. Think about godly people who do godly things. It's by the power of God that they're not afraid, and it's by the power of God that they then do what is right. And and realize this: y'all know persons, people who are really godly, and maybe somebody you read about or some book they've written or whatever. Every godly person has had fears. Every godly person has to learn how to get over his fears by the power of God, by the power of spirit. It's not like there's somebody special. That is not it. Don't ever think that way. Don't ever think. We're all basically the same kind of human nature. We all can be prone to fear. God wants to help you where you are at in your own life, get victory over fears. That's what we're talking about today. God wants it for you. He really, really does. Next, God's promise to help, promises help you. God's promises help you to not be afraid because they tell you what God can do for you. They tell you what God wants to do for you. That's, that's, that's very important. And as you think about these promises, as it says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, the sword of the Spirit is the word of God. You get those promises into your heart, and the Spirit then is stirred then and helps you then. Promises are, are, are critical. This, this one, I'll read it again. Hebrews 13, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you, so that you can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere man do to me? A good promise. And there's many promises like that. So so one of the important things here, we're talking about, you know, practical things, is God loves me. Have verses on God loves you. Promises like that promise in Hebrews 13 or others that help you then to not be afraid. Very, very important to have these promises. Next, and this is one of the most important ones. To not be afraid, you need faith. That is, you need to trust God. And when I say trust God, that means trust in the character of God. Trust that He loves you. Trust that God is in control. Trust that God is all-powerful. And if you're not trusting God, if you're not believing that God loves you and that God watches over you, if you're not depending on Him to protect you, then you will be afraid. I guarantee you, you will be afraid. The other song, Trust and Obey. Not a shadow can rise, not a cloud in the skies, but a smile quickly drives it away. Not a doubt nor a fear, not a sigh nor a tear can abide while we trust and obey. And there you see, and just to make a comment on that, there's talking about fears again, it says trust and obey. As I said before, sometimes with fears you just trust. Sometimes you trust and obey. There's something to do. So always keep that in mind. Is this something I need to do or act on, or is this just something I need to trust the Lord for? There it says, trust and obey. Why don't you turn your Bibles to some other verses? I, I like these, and I've, God's helped me to memorize them over the last oh, few months, I believe. In fact, one thing, I think I might have said this before. Uh, I'm gonna, I'll say it again. Is that, you know, I'm older, and... A lot of the verses I know from back when I memorized them in the 20s and the 30s. But, but I realize as I've been reading the Bible all through the years that, that I'm not really far from really having these verses in my mind memorized if I just work at it a little bit. Because I have read them so much, I sort of know them. So that's one of these verses like this. So I would encourage you with that. You say, I can't. I'm too old. My mind is slowed up. You work on it. I work at it. And it, it's, it's, it's God's helping me to memorize more verses. So anyway, that is... Psalm 112, it is well with a man who is gracious and lends he'll maintain his cause in judgment for he'll never be shaken. The righteous will be remembered forever. He will not fear evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is upheld. He will not fear until he looks with satisfaction on his adversaries. He's trusting the Lord and will not. You see this? will not fear. He will not be afraid. He will not be shaken. So God wants for us. Psalm 56, verse, verse 3 says it simply. When I'm afraid, I will put my trust in you. And that's a simple verse. I mean, you memorize that one. When that's a simple one to memorize. When I'm afraid, I'll put my trust in you. Okay? That's what you do. I'm going to trust in you, Lord. It tells you that you love me, that you're in charge, that you're with me, that, that you've know, got it all figured out. It's going to be all right. Next, being fearful comes from your sinful flesh. I said that, but it's also true that the devil wants you to be afraid. And the devil doesn't want you to be wants you to be afraid so that you don't do the work of God. And this is a key point that I want to say. One of those verses I read is one of the major points. When you're afraid, you can't do the work of God. Being fearful keeps you from doing God's work. That's what we understand. I want you to turn to Joshua. Again, there are so many. It's just particularly as you read the Old Testament, you're just going to come upon these time and time and time again. The Joshua one, you know the story. You know Deuteronomy finished, Moses had died, and there's Joshua and the Israelites, about two million or so, there at the edge of the Promised Land. And so God gives this little message to Joshua, but verses six and seven. Be strong and courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, be careful to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, so that you may have success wherever you go. So he's talking about success. He's talking about applying the, the, the principles of truth, the commands of Deuteronomy, and just tell them, you got to go. He says, wherever you go, okay, and they're just getting ready to go. He's talking about Trusting and doing. Trusting and obeying. That's what he's saying here to Joshua. And, and oftentimes I'll say this. You're you, you going along and you love the Lord and, and, and you think about doing God's work and you get fearful. Okay? It's a pretty common thing. You start wanting to do the work of God, then you're afraid. But you're not doing the work of God. You're just watching TV or taking a walk. Everything's fine. No fears. But then you start doing the work of God. Man, I'm afraid. What's going on here? That, that's a pretty common thing. Pretty common. So God tells you to do something. You get afraid. Every godly person learns how to work through his feelings of fear or just to push past them, however you want to say it, or ignore them. Those fear feelings, okay? Every godly person. This is not, it's just me. I got, no, no. Everybody's got this. I've got it. You've got it. We all have. We all have this in common. You can feel afraid and just do what you're supposed to do. This has happened. I mean, I, I, I'm not a naturally bold, courageous person. That's not my personality. My wife knows me. And I've got to, you know, sometimes get afraid to come out of here, you know, or go into the neighbor, door to door, or anything. I just do it. Sometimes I don't do it. i got to pray. So, Lord, help me to not be afraid. Help me to do it. You know, it doesn't just happen, but I'm just saying, when God wants you to do something, and at that time you feel afraid, say, "God, help me to do what I know to do, even though I feel afraid." And oftentimes, you know what happens. You probably know this: is those fears are taken away. You start doing it. Says, "Hey, the fear is gone. You're doing what the Lord wants." You know the classic example is Joshua. I love this one. Joshua three thirteen. You know they were starting to move and they had, they're right there at the Jordan River and there, it was a springtime so the river is running fast and it was running high and J- Joshua 3.13 you know what it says it was like Joshua can you said to God, God can you stop the water <laughs> it didn't do that they had to put their foot into the water and then it stopped they had to start that obedience and then it stopped all the waters it says heaped up and they marched across the Jordan into the promised land that's what happened so just, just remember that I think you all understand that. That's what God wants you to know and do. Just a couple more things to be close here. There may be fears that are a stronghold in your life, okay? You really need to pray and ask God to give you the victory. And it may be where you need to say, hey, friend, or somebody in this church, or somebody else you know, some other place, can you pray for me in this area here? You might say, just pray for me in general not to be afraid. That's not a bad prayer. That's a good prayer. Or you might say there's a particular area that's really hard for me. Pray that I just don't have those fears, that God just helps me to get victory over those. So you you pray for the victory, and, and you need then to, to believe. So you pray, you need to then believe the truth that God is your Father, that He really loves you, that He has the power to, to keep you safe all the way to heaven. So you're, you're, you're believing those truths. And again, you need to get promises and believe them. And so when a fear then pops up in your mind, you... Go to prayer, and you go to the promise. I want you to turn. This verse is written down, but don't you to turn to Second Chronicles twenty. This is a another example, and you'll see again quite a few uh, examples, and a lot, really, a lot of examples in the Old Testament. But Second Chronicles twenty, verse three. Verse two talks about how the enemy is coming to attack Judah. And it's not just the enemy, it's a big army that's coming. And they're pretty close. They must not have had scouts that were looking way out because they were pretty close. And so verse 3, Jehoshaphat the king, and he was a good king. I mean, he's one of the best kings there was. Was afraid. Pretty normal. Was afraid. What did he do right away? What was the first thing he did? He turned his attention to seek the Lord. Not only that, he proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Judah gathered together to seek help from the Lord. They even came from all the cities of Judah to seek the Lord. So they all turned to prayer. It wasn't just Judah. It wasn't just Jehoshaphat. I think probably the whole all the people were afraid. And then I'm not going to read through it, but then it talks goes on to have this prayer. And, and one thing he does there, he reminds God of the promise. God, you promised that we would be here in this land and we would be safe from enemies, and now they're coming out. you got to, hey, we're holding you, God, your promise. So it was a prayer with a promise. That's what I'm saying. And that's, that's just a, a great example we, God gives us. Next is you, really the final major point here. Think about what's going on in the future. Think about what's going on in, in the world as you think about what's happening uh, in, in, a, in our world and what 's going to happen in the future, you might get afraid I, I, I could I could take a whole hour and tell you all the things that are going on. I hear things, I heard something more and i 'm not going to share it with you, not here i mean it 's amazing i, I can 't believe it really, really we are in the end times, and things are happening, and everybody everybody says this I mean not everybody, everybody that 's sort of in the know and has a little sense about them. Our country 's going down it 's going down for different reasons, okay. And so on one hand, yeah, there might be reason to be afraid, okay? There really might be. But God says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of what's happening. The, the, the truth of the matter is that things are going to get worse before they get better in this world. And I'm saying worse not just in the next month, but over the course of the years ahead. They're going to get worse and worse. We really haven't seen anything yet. I hate to say that, but that's the truth. So with that, let's go to Psalm 46, which I believe is prophetic, Psalm 46. So you think about this in view of the future. Think about this in view of the world we are in. 46, 1, God is our refuge and strength, the very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change Though the mountains should slip into the heart of the sea, though the waters roar and form. Then it talks about wars. There's two main things happening in Psalm 46 relative to the future. One is earthquakes, and the second one is wars. And the birth pains talked about in Matthew 24 and Luke 21 and Mark 13. I'll talk about earthquakes and wars. Okay. Big one in Ecuador. Yeah, 6-8, I think it was. Of course, a big one in, in um, Turkey and Syria. Uh, what a month back or so, whatever it was. So if these things are going to happen. And we know this. What's it say? We will not fear. To be tough for God in the end, to be special op, spiritual soldiers, to be Christian, quote, Navy SEALs, green bray, you know what I'm saying? That's what God wants us to be. We have to learn to not be afraid. And I, I have to say this to you. This is what God is teaching each and every one of you here. Wherever you are at in your life, you'll all deal with fears, and God's got to help you, okay? So might God help you then to not be one who is controlled by fears but to be one who is controlled by the spirit the one then who is strong and courageous in the Lord then overcomes your fears then does what is right and has peace in your heart at the same time That's what we're saying okay So so this is again a very very practical practical message and God wants to help you and I believe that he will because for us then to be in Do all that God wants. This is important. A couple more verses in Psalms and we're done. Psalm 27. Psalm 27. You know these verses. Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life, whom shall I dread? When evildoers came upon me to devour my flesh, my adversaries and my enemies, they stumbled and fell. Though a host encamp against me, my heart will not fear. Though war rise against me, in spite of this, I will be confident. But you've got to see the other verses here. A few more to read. One thing I've asked from the Lord, that I may, shall seek, that I may dwell in, in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to meditate in his temple. That the psalm was not be afraid related to his relationship with God. That's what it said. Very clear. It's not just not to be afraid. You have it a relationship with God. A relationship. You trust him. You know he's with you and he'll help you. It goes on. In the day of trouble... He'll conceal me in his tabernacle in the secret place of his tent. He will hide me. He will lift me up on a rock. And now my head will be lifted up above my enemies around me. And I will offer in his tent sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice and be gracious to me and answer me. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, O Lord, I shall seek. Very clear. David, the psalmist, had a very close relationship with God. One, one more here. Psalm 37, my psalm for the day. It, I, I, this is my classic psalm for what's going on in the world at this time. This is the psalm that I use and I love and I read it and read it and think about it. There's so many good verses, but just the first few verses. Don't be afraid, fret, or don't be afraid because of evildoers. Do not be envious toward wrongdoers. They will wither quickly like the grass and fade like the green herbs. So you think about people, and there are some evil people in this world. There are some very, very evil people in this country. There are, okay? I'm not going to name names now. I won't do that. But there are. You all know this. Don't be afraid. They'll wither. They'll fade. Trust in the Lord and do good. Again, the trust and the do. Trust and obey. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Keep doing what you know to do. That helps me. I hear about things going on in the world. I go back to my office and I start working on stuff. Okay, I need to get the truth out. That's what I do. I getting motivated. When I read about stuff happening, I am motivated. I've got to go get the truth out about what's going on in the world. I've got to write another blog post about the future. I, I'm going to do this. Delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Again, your relationship with the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also Him, and He will do this. He'll bring forth your righteousness as the light and your judgment as a noonday sun. That is, He will fulfill the work that He is doing in and through you. So again... Important subject. I'm sure I could say more, but you have enough for one day. And again, if I would encourage, if you don't have them, get the notes or at least listen to the message online, because there's so much I shared here. And this is a critically important subject for you and for every every Christian on the face of this earth. So might God help you then to be the person you want. And I'm going to say something. I, I don't, I don't want to say this, but I'm going to say it. I need to say it. There's going to ha- be something happens today or tomorrow this week, and you would be afraid gonna happen. You'll be tested this week. You will be tested. But you know what to do. Okay? We you know what to do. It's a personal thing. And some others can pray for you. That's true. Bless your closing in prayer. Father, thank you so much for this time. We bless you for your word. We understand this. We all have had fears about different things, little fears, big fears, Lord and and sometimes fears that really control us and plague our heart and our spirit and, and help us, Lord, to, to, to love you, to trust you, to really believe that you really do love us and that you're with us and you give us your Holy Spirit and you're sovereign, you're working all things together for good, all these things we talked about. And Lord, we start to do your work. Help us, if we might feel afraid, help us to work through it, to push past it, Lord, to do what you want. And, and Lord, too, we want to experience this. And Steve read this in the Philippians 4. Uh, the fear that is beyond the peace that is beyond all comprehension as we pray as we seek you as we're thankful lord then you will drive out that fear and you will give us the peace and the joy and the blessing you want us to have that lord i thank you for that so help each of us here wherever we are at lord we ask you for this and others who couldn't be here today or others lord who are listening online we ask you for them to and pray, too, Lord, for those who don't feel well. There's indeed a few people that can't make it here in Sunday because they're not feeling well. We understand that. Just pray for your grace upon them. Particularly, I think of the two Carols, Carol Hardy, Carol Holland. Just give them your grace and peace. And, and Lord, just thank you again for each one here. Thank you for Raphael and their church, for Bethel. Lord, Jesus, bless them. Lord, we ask you to bless their church and help them. But just lead us, God, here as a, as a church, as a family, to be into all that you want. But thank you again for this day now. We just want to commit all this to you pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
3: I'll start out by uh, thanking the Mans for opening up their property to a spring party yesterday. I understand... A lot of fun was had out there. Um, uh, How often do you get to go to work on Monday and say, yeah, I went to a church party and we had axe throwing. That's pretty cool, right? Um, My wife is going to be jealous when I tell her that you guys did that, so. Anywho, um, this Wednesday, well, this week is going to be a busy week, so you've got your Bible study on Wednesday Saturday, work day, if you're able to come out in the morning, we'll be doing some projects around the church here. Love to have you come out for that. And then next Sunday is Matthew Meal, so if you're able to make a favorite dish and share that with us for lunch, that's great, or just stick around. Um, that's Sunday, and then the next um, Saturday will be the Ladies' Brunch and Fellowship, so... Keep that in mind. That's at 11 a.m. on April the 1st. So several activities. And as Steve said, um, if you're fearful for any of these activities, just uh, pray that the Lord would help you to get over that fear and step out and get involved in one of those activities if you like. And now we have our last songs. And offering-wise, you can give on the back table in the box online or mail it in to the church. Thank you.
0: I think I'm fearful of work day next week. I may get a blister or something, so i have to (laughs) pray and get some work gloves, I guess. All right, if you'd stand for our last two songs. Uh, Two great reminders of something that casts out fear is remembering the love that God has for us in Christ Jesus. Oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus.
1: Oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus Fast unmeasured, boundless, free Rolling as a mighty ocean In its fullness over me Underneath me, all current of that love leading onward leading homeward to, to that glorious rest above, above. oh the deep deep of love of Jesus spread his praise from shore to shore, shore. how he loves. Love it, it never level, changing never, nevermore. How he watches all his loved ones died to call them all his own How for them he just watching all them wrong Oh the deep deep, 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 love, deep love of Jesus love of every love, love that the best is Tis an emotion. ocean best of blessing is a, a haven, haven. sweet of rest. rest Oh the deep deep, deep Love of Jesus to the heaven of Heavens to me And it lifts me Up to glory For it lifts me Up to thee For it lifts me Up to thee For it lifts me Up to thee
0: Let me go.
1: my weary soul in me I give torch to Thee, my heart restores its borrowed ray. that in Thy sunshine's blazes day, may brighter, fairer be. Oh, joy that seeketh me through pain, I cannot Close my heart to thee. I trace the rainbow through the rain and feel the promise is not vain, that morn shall tearless be. Across that lifted of my head. I dare not ask to fly from Thee, I lay in dust life's glory dead, and from the ground there blossoms red, life that shall endless be, life that shall endless be.
2: Benediction, Jude 24 and 5. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling, to make you stand in the presence of his glory, blameless with great joy, to the only God our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen.